Hello and welcome to episode 90 of the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast, where today we talk about the upcoming Games Workshop re-release, Necromunda! Round of applause, cheering. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Critical Twits. It's good to see you. How you been? I've been all right because I'm Brian and I'm Aaron. I've been kind of better. You've been better, <laughs> <laughs> nonchalantly better. Yeah. Uh, and today we are joined by friend of podcast Rob. Say hello, Rob. Hello. It's been a while since you've been on, Rob. It has. What Gen Lab? Gen Lab. Yeah, we talked about Gen episode Lab. seven. Was it even seventy something, or was it sixty something? It was at least fifteen episodes ago. Probably a few more. So tell us everything you've done since then in the form of a haiku. Go. I slept and I can't remember since then. I slept and I can't remember. You've not got enough syllables, dude. <laughs> you need to give me more time to do my homework. The reason we have invited Rob on to the podcast is that Games Workshop are just about to re-release one of our favourite games from back when we were tiny, tiny little geeklings, Necromunda. Um, which is a game we played a long time ago together, actually, Rob. Yeah, although my last game was about 18 months ago. Yeah, so you... So I wasn't that tiny a geekling. No, no. I'm not going to say you fattened up in those 18 months, but... But it's um, true. Yeah. I can't fit down the tunnels anymore. No. Or the, or the vents. The vents, no. No or... more infiltration for me. Oh. You, you've become just blatant these days. Yeah. You've lost your sneakiness. But gained sufficient girth. Good times. Um, <laughs> so, um, the reason Rob's joined us is that Rob has remained far more active within the uh, the Necromunda community, as has kind of survived on scraps and uh, bits of crumbs that have fallen off the table of Games Workshop. Oh, this metaphor is, isn't working. Well, I don't know. That's quite no, thematic. It's no, because they yeah. left us alone and we got on with it. Yeah. Oh, I suppose, yeah. yeah no, <laughs> no outside interference, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, it's been, what, 14 years since the last publication? When they did, I, th I think it was yeah. called Necromunda Underhive. Um, to, to me, it's always Necromunda Redux, because that's what its working title was when they first mentioned it in White yes. War. Yes, yeah. It was Jarvis Johnson, and I can't, I can't quote the issue number. So all of us all of us have previously been Necromunda players. Mm -hmm. In fact, for me, Necromunda has a special spot in my heart because my very first copy of White Dwarf when I was but ten years old was the Necromunda release White Dwarf. Issue mm -hmm. one ninety, I can tell yes. you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had to look it up. <laughs> it was my second. Yes, because Rob always has to be that little bit better than me. <laughs> because you're ever so slightly older and therefore statistically will die first. <laughs> and I will dance upon your grave. But slowly, because you won't be that far behind him. That's good point. That's good I've, point. I've duelled with swords. If I want you to die first, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a bit aggressive, didn't it? Um, That's because we're going to talk about confrontation soon, too. Yes. So, um, Necromunda was kind of really was my first real experience of Games Workshop. And for those who haven't listened to the podcast before... Um, and especially if you haven't listened to our most popular ever podcast, the Why We Don't Games Workshop No More podcast, uh, link to be found somewhere around about where you are if we remember. Yeah. Ping. Ping or Spang or Gnaps or some kind of noise. <laughs> gnaps um, is the backwards. Backwards Spang. Yeah, that's the sound no of more familiar. disappearing. Uh, <laughs> I've completely forgotten. forgotten it. <laughs> um, 
yeah, it was it was my first thing. I then moved on to Warhammer 40k, then Warhammer, uh, more time. I played a lot of more time, um, and um, bits and pieces of everything else, mm. and eventually became a Games Workshop store manager. You may you may applaud now. Such heady heights, <coughs> king of the geek. Um, it's only envy on my part. I kept failing to get even part time job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have told the guy that scavy hounds were a dumb idea. Should we give a little potted history of Necromander, interrupting it for nostalgic anecdotes, anecdotes, and uh, wistful staring into the distance? Yes, cool. So, um, Necromander then is a skirmish level game. So, very small sized uh, gangs rather than the giant armies that you would play Warhammer 40,000 with or Warhammer uh, set in the Warhammer 40,000 world on the world of Necromunda in one of the hives is it Hive Primus? Yes um, named after um, a really cool sort of groove metal rock band oh, okay. who uh, did uh, we're known as Big Brown Beaver which is one of <laughs> yeah. my favourite songs Yeah, really good. Um, yeah. so in Big Brown Beaver world um, there are these gangs of Gangers, they're, they're, they're just rough bastards, really. It sort of just sounds a little they're bit just... like an infection they need to go get yeah. checked. Um, that's because yeah. I mentioned the beaver, isn't it? It's my, my fault. <laughs> the outcasts and the downcasts. Yes. Of a feud, semi-feudal mega-corporation style setup. Yes. They were formed into gangs, uh, loosely aligned into houses, and you would battle them on the tabletop and play a kind of campaign with them mm. where if you're lowly juve... Like a, a juvenile. A uh, youth. A youth. Youth. <laughs> Hit the youth. That was um, called Kamorka. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, it was youth. In, it was actually Another youth, two years, we might get a re-release of that. Yeah, you, you play the camp. This, like, your lowly juvenile, your only juve, would uh, fight loads of, um, loads of battles, would get better at killing, might lose an eye, might die horribly in a fist fight, but could survive and become your gang leader and have amazing stats and amazing skills. Um, and it kind of told a story. Hmm. Um, and that campaign system was, was for me was the really big thing that set Necromunda apart from the other games of its era yes because and as what's made it its popularity continue despite the fact there's been no support whatsoever yeah. the other it's thing going. that made it stand out was the terrain so yes. you inside the box I mean the box weighed a ton I mean I was a tiny mm. child so everything weighed a ton back then but I think it genuinely was quite <laughs> it heavy it still weighs quite a ton yeah. more times slightly heavier yeah I say still having both box sets because <laughs> yes. I'm that big a geek that's why you're here Rob <laughs> exactly um, they um, it came with a load of plastic bulkheads that you attached to bits of card that would make a really cool mm. 3D board um, so you'd play on your usual games workshop style 4x4 but you would build up. You could have two, three foot high towers. It wasn't the gantries, walkways. Was it not? No, because at that point, forty k was played on six by four mm. quite often. Cause oh, okay, yeah. yeah. When when second ed forty k first started, yeah, four by four was quite a good area. But then they wanted you to have more and more shit. By the time you yeah. got fifteen hundred points on the table, you know, I physically couldn't put that many orcs onto a four foot wide table because that's what we had in the store. Yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah, so they just expanded by that point to six by four, which gave you a convenient space at the end of the table to keep the books. Yes. And your gang roster for noting down your injuries and all the rest. Yeah. Who shot who? Because you might characters genuinely, and they were characters, not just models. Yeah, yeah. Genuinely might end up hating each other and getting statistical bonuses for it. Yes. Yeah. You can end up with sort of grudges. 
Um, you could end up with your models getting captured by other gangs, and you have to go and rescue them. Over and over yeah. and over again. It's mostly what I remember from my campaigns in Necromunda, to be honest. My last three games were rescue operations <laughs> for yeah. my rat skins. Yeah. So... I just wanted my blind snake pouches back. <laughs> As was kind of the, the trend at the time, Necromunda hung around for 18 months, two years, and then was superseded by the next specialist game. Tell me what it was, Rob, because I can't remember. The next specialist game was Gorka Morka, which mm. was basically Necromunda outside with trucks yeah. and orcs. I really, I, I quite liked Gorka Morka. I've got two sets of it. Um, Necromunda hung around for a little bit and then disappeared. Uh, was kept alive kind of through the catalogue orders. You could still order stuff. This was back in the day where you could order individual components from Games Workshop. God, I remember that. £1.75 a model or three for a fiver. Yes, (laughs) yeah. And you would ring someone up. You would actually ring up a human being and say, I would like 47 Tyranid Lake Seas, please. (laughs) And then give them the handy 47-digit code and then you get something completely different and then some free shit the next week when they actually got it right. Or you Um, genuinely posted it in the mail to mail order. Yes. Yeah, you could mail in your mail order. I mean, that's mad, isn't it? I mean, you had carbon copy duplicate order forms that were sent out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to find the... God, I'm old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's okay, um, you're catching me up. In my time, I have owned the original Necromander, mm-hmm. um, which um, when I moved out when I was uh, 17, uh, was left behind and killed in the war. Uh, I then had the hardback book. I then also had Underhive as well. Mm. I've owned most gangs in various uh, various guises, mostly bought through mail order and eBay, because uh, I was a, a teenager at the time. When I was working for Games Workshop, um, when I was a part-timer, at one point they wouldn't let you order by weight if you were a part-timer. I remember you bemoaning that. Yeah, so it was only half price. The moment I was able to order by weight, I went fucking crazy <laughs> and bought all. I, I bought 3,000 points of Metal Sister of Battle models. Uh, and also, that is crazy. And, and <laughs> there, are pe- there are collectors weeping at this point, Brian. So I, I the, sold the them metal on. sisters are still all that you can get. Yeah, I sold them on to someone who never paid me for them. Mm. Yeah, I know. That's rough. Sad, isn't it? Sad, but you know, Joke drugs are bad, kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so but I next. ordered, I ordered all of the redemptionists that were one of the add-on gangs. Uh, and that they were so good. I loved them. Chainsaws and fl- flamethrowers. Yeah. would be the name of my autobiography. <laughs> Chainsaws with flamethrowers attached. Yes. Ooh. Nice. Mm. So. All the E numbers. Exterminator. Eviscerator. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope this um, this rather potted history shows that at least I've quite into Necromunda. Rob, you've played far more Necromunda than, than I have, and we're still playing it fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron, what about you? I had the very first edition. Yep. Um, I don't think I even ever saw any of the newer edition stuff. Yeah. By that point, we just didn't have the money to be able to afford bits and pieces, so we stopped going to Games Workshop because it was expensive. Oh, dude. Um, so oh, we out all that. <laughs> Being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, workshop. Now. Workshop yeah. never changes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I played that. I, I used to come back to it every every couple of years, and, well, year really, and yeah. I'm playing a little mini campaign of it and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, I really used to, what I had, I got really into. Yeah. So when it was sort of re-released, we played it in the in our local 
Games Workshop back mm. when such a thing was a thing that you could do. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure on Games Workshop's policy on actually letting games happen in the store anymore. Cause it's Inquisitor been... was being played at 28 mil when they released the new version of White Dwarf because of Blanchitsu articles. Yes. That they were doing. So that was played. Yeah. I somehow imagine we struggled to play original rule book Necromunda, as it was termed. Yeah. I mean, we, we played... We could try playing Confrontation and see what they say on that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how it works now. But we used to have two veterans nights a week, Tuesday, Tuesday nights and Thursday. Thursday nights, which coincidentally used to be pretty much when I worked. Yeah. Because uh, I was at college. So I used to work... And no one wanted to work really late of an evening. So I used to, I used to get paid to basically occasionally sell a model and then play some games and then hoover at the end of the day. I had it easy back then. I didn't realise yeah. I had it easy, but I had it easy One the next then. door to the pizza shop that closed down <laughs> yes. a couple of decades ago. Yeah, because we were the only people that went there. Yeah. But by God, those pizzas were cheap. <laughs> um, yeah, so played lots of it, played campaigns. We played some games. Yeah, I ran that out. store campaign that yeah. we did and uh, got all the cardboard scenery together. Yeah, and then the uh, some of the forty k scenery that they did using the same plastic bulkheads. Yeah, yeah, that were a major step for Games Workshop in their scenery stuff. Yes, yeah, Games Workshop scenery for many years kind of lagged behind and wasn't particularly any good. Mm. But those uh, those cardboard buildings were quite cool. Mm. So we used to sort of combine those. There was a firebase. I remember having a firebase. Yes, oh, I, had, yeah, I had the firebase. Yeah. I wound up with two sets of the Necromunda cardboard scenery. Never got the Bastion. That's what was missing from my collection. Uh, well, if anyone's out there um, and would like to donate to the Critical Twits a Bastion <laughs> to make Rob happy, uh, to thank him for going on there, then then please get in touch. I will just well, accept wait. photos with measurements so that I can build my own. <laughs> I've got enough bulkheads. I have, actually, I have, in fact, been bought them for anniversaries in the past. <laughs> That's how deep my Necromunda addiction goes. Yes. Um, yeah, Rob has a problem. Yeah, uh, which is why he's here. <laughs> this is half podcast, half therapy session. <laughs> uh, so fast forward then. So Underhive came out now 14 years ago, um, which makes me feel really old because I was a fully blown, uh, fully blown, a full, <laughs> Jesus Christ, fully grown, a fully grown or a full blown. I kind of mixed the two and it got you a bit might sexy. have been fully blown at that time. And We're not discussing judge. It's been 14 years. Necromunda has kind of survived. It's gone underground. It's like street countdown. It's, it's, like, like, it's had a whole new edition. Yeah. Um, you, you, you go somewhere, Rob, and you talk about Necromunda with other mad people like you that just can't let go of the past. Where'd you go? Yes, I go to yaktribe.com. Yak, why is it called Yak Tribe? It started off, it was an American group. They just set up a small website with a spreadsheet set up to track yeah. their games. Okay. It then started getting bigger and they were... Provide, they made the resources available to other people mm. and it's grown from there and the guy who runs it goes by the name Mallow. He's a... Marshy Nor- man. He's actually a Norwegian immigrant to the US. Right. Which I just happened to come up in conversation. I'm not sure how that works. That's a very... They say you get more right-wing as you get older, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing, isn't it? But yeah, so he's, um, he's run that on... Donations. And okay, also, cool. They kept a vault where you had yeah, copies of the original rule book once it was all unsupported. Yeah. The um, 
what was called the Living Rule book because Under yeah. Hive was then put online when they and stopped publishing updated the updated with the FAQ being built in and it was meant to be a living thing, which is fairly common these days. Mm. But back then, actually, was quite revolutionary. The yeah, first people pretty, I thought pretty much cutting edge because they put all of them up there: yeah. Necromunda, Gorkamorka, Battlefleet, mm. Gothic. Well, they had the specialist games team, and it was like a yeah. special section of Games Workshop. And whole section of forums. And they had well, fora in, when they had, they had individual magazines for the different games. Mm. I, me- I remember buying the Necromunda one when they quite were f- quite mm. a few. I mean, yeah. the Citadel Journal supported it to begin with, and then it kind of branched time, out. Yeah, then there was Gang War. Yeah, then they moved to they had the whole Fanatic Publishing, mm. and now, the Necromunda magazine, which I think was rebooted twice. Yeah, and made it to something like six issues in a, every other month. Yeah. Now I. I know from working at Games Workshop at the time, there was a feeling that these specialist games both detracted from the main focus, which was Warhammer 40,000 and Warhammer, in that order, and also that they didn't have the buying potential for customers that they wanted from their games. Because you could buy everything for Necromunda and still have spent less money than you would on a big one single army for 40k, Hmm. for instance. Uh, and I think that's part of the reason why they let them die. But, I mean, they just kind of slipped off into the night and were forgotten. The first box game was 30 quid. I mean, okay, yeah. now with inflation, that's more. But in that, you've got 24 plastic models. If you were willing to do some conversions, you could make leaders, you could make yeah. heavies. Yeah. You couldn't make Jews, but you could just, you know underarm them and discuss with your opponent and use mm-hmm. those counts as proxy, whatever you want to term it. Yes. So, yeah, the outlay wasn't huge. That said, my last Cordor gang that I bought, yeah, well, the original box, yeah, in the original box with the polystyrene package, yeah, eight models, forty-five pounds on eBay. Yeah, so the models have become there's this kind of got cult following, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah, and they are collected places now. like Yak Tribe, um, and hopefully you'll tell them all about this. Hi, Yak Tribe. I played a yak in a role-play game. With Rob that we talked about before. <laughs> Which I ended up mentioning on Yak Tribe. For the need. After he got captured, I just wanted to make him into a cyber yak and put him up. <laughs> yeah, I miss my On to Yak Tribe. The dog was, wasn't as fun. Anyway. <laughs> it's a lot more dead. It is very dead. Um, yeah, so I remember the prices were starting to spike as I kind of left Games Workshop behind me. Um, yeah. I do think that idea of a skirmish game not having as much potential is mostly bollocks. Yeah, I mean, look at all the other skirmish games that are about now. Let's yeah. not look at how much we've all spent on Malifaux. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, let's let's count up. <laughs> I shudder to think. I go over three tonne. Worse. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a lot of plastic crack. I think there was maybe a, a lack of ambition or a lack of understanding yeah. of what they could do. Um, or how they could they could make it work, but you know, for its time, it was a cutting edge game. It had a cool gimmick. Mm-hmm. It was different, and it kind of set the template for Gorkamorka and Mordheim mm-hmm. after it. Yeah, uh, and to a lesser extent, something like like Inquisitor. It was kind of mm-hmm. the for me. It feels like the original. I know Blood Bowl was around earlier, but Blood Bowl is a board game with delusions of grandeur. Blood Bowl yeah. has the campaign system, which is yeah. what the Necromunda one was based on. The yeah. serious injury charts are quite similar. Yeah. Because the rule systems were quite similar at yeah. that point. But it's all about tossing eggs about, and I couldn't give a shit. Or goblins. 
Oh, goblins, yeah. If you yeah. have a troll, you can throw the goblin carrying the ball all the way down the pitch. <laughs> and many a time have I tossed my goblin, and yeah. never has it worked out well. <laughs> He's never reached the end of the pitch either, unfortunately. No, he normally dies when he lands. It seems to be the thing. Yeah, I, I tried Blood Bowl, just couldn't get into it. I played but, quite a bit of Blood Bowl. Yeah. So fast forward then, 14 years, surviving underground, growing weaker and more feeble. Well, fast forward 13 years. 13 years, okay. And you get Shadow War Armageddon. Oh, God, okay, yeah. Right at the very end of 7th edition 40k, and everyone wondered why the box was such a limited release. Yeah, it was really weird. I was really interested in that, because it was using Necromunda-style rules, but just normal Games uh, games Workshop models, as they were are now, so you could just kind of go in and buy whatever you liked. Mm. A box of stuff, play a game. Yeah. Which is kind of my level of gaming. Now, I I don't have the time for a giant army of stuff. Um... And if you have a giant army of stuff and the game is taking you hours and hours and then you lose horribly, you know, my frustration level is not really yeah. there as you have experienced in some of our longer Malifaux games. <laughs> um, and that time we played Dead of Winter till two o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> let's never speak of that again. No. Um, <laughs> not played any games with your family since. <laughs> not been invited back. Um, I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, where were we? Where were we? Yes. Shadow War Armageddon. Yeah, Shadow War Armageddon. And it was a really cool box. It had cool, like, Necromunda-style plastic scenery in it. Oh, and the scenery was gorgeous. Yeah. And they released seven boxes to the entire country and then pretended it never happened. And I, I'm, I'm still annoyed. <laughs> still what, annoyed. From what I can gather, no store, including GW's own, got more than ten copies to sell total. Yeah. Peterborough, I believe, got four. I mean, yeah. for the game that was basically, by this point, the specialist games department had been set up mm. afresh. Necromunda was on the list of yeah. obvious ones to bring back. Yeah, I mean, um, I, mean I hadn't realised that po- point that Blood Bowl was more popular, but uh, I, mean, I, I can't, I can't speak for um, where things are now. But just for context, Games Workshop Peterborough, when I released Fifth Edition. In the store, we sold mul- sold multiple hundreds of copies. Yeah, well, people wanted to buy multiple copies of um, Armageddon for the mm-hmm. delicious scenery. For cause... the delicious scenery, yeah. yeah. You've got what scouts and orcs, ten of each, I think, in yeah. the box. I mean, those were nothing special, but they were in coloured plastic. <laughs> so yeah, we had that, and that was kind of like a false start. But last year we had Blood Bowl and the promise that more specialist games would be coming back out. When mm. we talked in our Why We Don't Games Workshop No More podcast. We, I say we, being humble, me, I compared <laughs> Games Workshop to a sleeping dragon lying on a hoard of riches it didn't even know it had. Yeah. And it should use its back catalogue and it should appeal to more than just trying to get the endless cycle of 12 to 16 year old boys to spend all their pocket money on it for four years until they discover drugs, women and masturbation. I've masturbated a lot. I was going to say in Games Workshop. It's an interesting, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. it's an interesting oh. order as well. It's like, I'll, I'll discover drugs and then women, and then I'll go off them and just go back to mas- and just discover masturbating instead. I was um, being postmodern, modern <laughs> okay. um, varying my timeline. I was allowing you to piece together the story yourself from clues. <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah. So, this is the second of the new... It's only take us half an hour to get to this fucking <laughs> point. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So this is the second release from the new Specialist Games as is. There is a new box set. It's available for pre-order probably now as you listen to this. Mm-hmm. Friday the, 11th, the Saturday, sorry, the 11th yeah. of November it releases. Yes. 
Uh, this will probably come out the Tuesday following, and then it's out on the 25th? 24th. 24th. On the Friday. On, it's out on the Friday? It's out on Friday, what? according to White Dwarf. Quite a lot of people have said that too. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Mm. I just hope the stores are open. Is it? So <laughs> yes. Yes. Sunday and Monday, of course, they're closed. But, uh, no, oh, yeah. Well, I, if they're open, it, the times are If they're not closed for anyway. lunch, yeah. Yeah. I pity that one poor person who yeah. works at... Because all games workshops seem to be staffed by one lonely person who's desperate to talk to you because they haven't had any human interaction that day yeah um but yes andy hall the um i hope i'm pronouncing his surname correctly otherwise i'm sorry um, it's it's um it's andy prostitute uh, oh <laughs> sorry no andy sex worker okay <laughs> want to get that one right yeah he is the bilbo baggins of games workshop he has run into the dragon's horde grabbed some shinies and made out excellent <laughs> Personally, I think he should have dropped Necromunda first, but never mind, it's here, almost, yeah. kind of, now. and Yeah. I want to be so excited. Yeah, I was really excited. I, yeah, yeah. As, as, we, as we mentioned, maybe if we didn't cut it, we weren't that excited about Blood Bowl. Yeah, so it's the second thing. There's a new box coming out. Yeah. It's kind of coming all in a rush, because that's how Games Workshop do things now. Mm. They go, here's a thing! Do you want to buy it? Cool, it's out next week. Yeah. Uh, or in this right. case, two weeks. Yeah. Try and generate some hype beforehand. But no, no, no. But at least they've, yeah. they've oh, kind they have, of, because yeah. they've given us I mean, weeks of notice about the pre-order. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I and think they're see. starting to find a bit more balance with it. Yeah. In that they don't want to, you don't want to announce something really shiny, really far in advance, because people go, okay, I'll buy that and I won't buy anything else. Mm-hmm. It's their worry, I think. But it doesn't really work like that. If you've no. got a full-blown hobby addiction, you still need some plastic crack to tide you over till... You know, the main bowl. Do you smoke crack from bowls? Yeah. Till the main bowls, bowl comes along. Pipes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good drug choice. I'm so street <laughs> right now. Well, Shadespire was... Was that released at Gen Con? It was previewed at Gen Con. Yes. I can't remember if it was announced. Necromunda... Uh, well, the release date, in inverted commas, the pre-order date that was actually sort of made public, that was first declared at Essen. Or Spiele Essen, the yes. German Games Convention. The one we but, keep getting invited to, Aaron. I know. But we can't go because we don't have any money. So if <laughs> you'd like to send us some money, <laughs> that would be amazing. So, the new box set then. The old get the old Necromunda box set came with two gangs, Goliaths and Orlocks. Goliaths being big, muscle-bound, BDSM, Mohican punk men with big muscles. Mm. And the Orlocks being some kind of Hispanic bunch of people with fancy bandanas. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. The generic biker gang sans motorcycles. Yes. yes. With groin sashes, because Games Workshop went through about a 15-year period where if they sculpted a man's package, someone would die. <laughs> so everybody had a loincloth thing that dangled down. Necromunda, um, sorry, Necromunda, Mordheim was the rebirth of the crotch. Yes. <laughs> and, not, and even then they were medieval posing pouches. <laughs> I did used to get feel a little bit funny when I was a teenager painting someone's groin. <laughs> it was a bit... Ooh, tickling it with the brush. Now, the new box set, first of all, then we're going to sort of talk our way through what's in the new box and what we know of the rules and what we watched earlier today on the TV, on Yay. Twitch. <laughs> when, it, when it worked when it worked it worked for me fine yeah it wouldn't work for me yeah, that's because you <laughs> you don't do technology no apparently not <laughs> um, <laughs> my man cave is just technologically yeah. impaired so the first thing I saw of the new Necromunda was probably about six months ago when they said we're going to do Necromunda here's some Goliaths 
that looked bigger, meatier, and had like industrial machinery rather than just the guns that you would expect carted straight across from 40k you've got weird like bone saw type devices and mm. rivet guns and all sorts of stuff and I that was, like, was the first one i saw the rivet yeah. gun on john blanche's instagram i think it was mm. that I when i actually saw the image hang on because i know you got whatsapp before me yeah are you on instagram as well and i'm not <laughs> god's no okay that's fine but it, it got Renowned for your Luddite ways, and if you were beating me <laughs> at the internet, I might have to cry. We, um, that was the first thing I saw, got me very excited, really, really interested, kept checking out, seeing what's happening, don't really follow Games Workshop. So, but yeah, got, got really excited. They then announced that the other gang would not be the Orlocks. <gasps> oh, they're changing things now, Aaron, how do you feel? <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're going to put in Escher, Escher gangers. Yay! Yeah, my two favourite gangs. Yes. Goliath and Escher were all I ran for the first few years. Yes. I, <laughs> I had wanted all my close combat stuff. I had a, an Escher gang yeah. um, in our big store campaign. It was my favourite gang I ever played. Had lots of stories. I do remember turning around. I, 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 I'm not very good at converting models. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know this. <laughs> and I was really, really proud. I'd got a heavy with a heavy stubber. Yep. And I'd modelled a las gun that I'd taken from a, I think it was a Cadian las gun, mm -hmm. and I'd put it on a, sort of on her backpack. And I did a couple of little changes, and mm. I turned round to my uh, to my mate Tom, who I worked with at the time, and I went, "The Escher are all women, by the way." It helps this story. <laughs> to this very large, rather butcher lady, yeah, uh, with her big muscles and her giant gun, yep. and I was like, "This model's almost finished. The only thing I need to do is to model a strap on." <laughs> <laughs> and what I meant was. A strap for her <coughs> backup gun. <coughs> <coughs> However, all the teenagers that were there in yeah. the store at the time fell off the painting table. Yeah. <laughs> I nearly killed someone that day, yeah. um, including myself, but I, I, I actually couldn't breathe <laughs> laughing at myself. Um, maybe you had to be there, I don't know. Um, but I like their aesthetic. Again, they're slightly yeah. sort of punk. They're slightly... They're a little bit Mad Maxi kind of. Yes, yeah. with... Well, the, the big I'm two. talking original Mad Max 1 and 2, not yeah, yeah. current Mad Max, which is a little bit that, I'd, I'd say more 2 and 3. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Beyond Thunderdome, well, I'm biased. Oh, like my Tina, favorite Tina Turner. Yeah. Tina Turner in that could be an Escher ganger. The, the, yeah. the, big, the big hair, the mm. thigh-high boots. Um, yeah. They did have leggings on underneath. I mean, yeah, it wasn't mm. quite as cheesecake as they were accused of being at the time. Mm. I mean... Some of the, some of the nicest models that they made for a long time, in terms of proportions, mm. they were lovely models. Yeah. For Goliaths, their heads were quite pinny compared yeah. to their shoulders. You know, you could fit two heads onto each shoulder. <laughs> yeah. If you wanted a five-headed Goliath, it would have fitted. But the neck, the Escher, yeah, their feet weren't oversized. Their hands were the right size for the body as well. Jess Goodwin did amazing stuff with those. Yeah. yeah, so they were really, really nice. And again, they're, they're announced as the second gang in the box. Look really, really good. They've got some of the same aesthetic, but they're plastic models now. Mm -hmm. The Escher gangers were never available in plastic before. No, only the Goliaths and the uh, Orlocks in yes. dual pose. Yeah, um, and that was one of the things I was really excited about because in Necromunda, because your gangers develop... There is lots of opportunity for you to create unique models. Mm. And plastic is much easier to work with than metal. 
you can take bits from different kits and kit bash and, and get things going differently. Yeah. And, you know, having your own Escher model with a really weird gun that they can only get because you rolled double six on the trading chart or something and then making it and it being really cool. Yeah. Or putting an eye patch on that model that lost an eye but still has ballistic skill seven because fuck knows why not. Six. Um, yeah. Six was max stats. I was a hyperbole, exaggeration for comic effect. <laughs> Pedant. <laughs> <laughs> he said pointed to himself. For comic effect. <laughs> Art graduate, okay. <laughs> I can't help but feel I win that one without a degree. <laughs> but it doesn't really matter. As long as that's how you feel, then you can have a certificate too. Um, I played for life. I was used to losing. Yeah. Yeah, so that was really exciting. Mm. So I was really looking forward to this new box. Yeah. Anyone else? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A, a thousand times, yes. Yeah. This was. This felt like it was going to be... Maybe the spark that reignited my love of games workshop, potentially. Yeah. yeah. I think for a lot of people looking around the internet, mm. it has been there's all oh, this is coming out, this is coming out. Even the people that play, yeah, that have gone from Necromunda and gone back in time to Confrontation, which was never actually released, but was the first iteration back in 1990 and 1991. They got as far as cover art being produced. Mm. I think six articles in. White Dwarf. Yeah. Finishing up in about issue 138. I have researched that. It's not just memory. <laughs> I didn't start collecting until issue 187. I wouldn't put it past you to have very accurate memories of things that were before your time anyway. Yeah, okay. I'll because, go with that. because pedant. <laughs> because internet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, that was good, right? Yeah. So fast. I was worried about the price. I remember us discussing what we thought the price would be. Yeah, yeah. Head. Well, we didn't really know what else would be in the box. We were thinking two gangs mm. yeah. of plastic models. And, I mean, it's obviously going to cost more than, like, the 30, 40 quid it did before. Yeah. Yeah. Scenery. It's a given. Necromunda well, needs scenery. Yeah, so original... It was all about the multiple levels. Yes. There's nothing quite like sniping a heavy that's killed half your gang because it stood on the top of a giant tower and can see the entire battlefield yeah. with its 48 inch range and then sneaking up behind it and shooting it and knocking it off and it plummeting 15 stories to its death <laughs> it was very much a 3D game if you yeah. fell over 12 inches you were taken off the board immediately yeah yeah, yeah. they didn't none of the stuff they released in the game was designed to be built higher than for th sorry, three levels, which was nine inches. Yeah, but you could just keep stacking them up if you like. Oh, absolutely, yeah. if you had enough And stuff. we did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, one of the things I really liked, actually, was building my own 3D scenery for, for, for um, yes. Necrodon. I know you've mm. cut out some weird shapes out of plastic card and used the bulkheads. Yes, again, I love bulkheads. Yeah, those bulkheads, they, they're the like, they're, they're, they're going up in value quicker than bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like they're like a real good investment for your, for like your retirement because yeah. people still love those bulkheads. And every year there's, you know, there's attrition. Some get broken, some get lost, some get pushed into the bowels of a cat and never seen again. One of my two... <laughs> <laughs> Who are you hanging around with? A uh, bunch of bum sexy cats. <laughs> <laughs> I actually dismantled one of the Gorkamorka orc forts I had because I needed more bulkheads for Necromunda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Delicious plastic heroin. Oh, it's been upgraded when, from plastic crack. Yeah. When's the last time any of you played Gorkamorka? 
Because yeah, um, you are my gaming group. <laughs> never played it. 2019. We played in Games Workshop Peterborough when we were about 1920. Yes, because they were just finishing up and they were announcing mm. that they weren't going to let you play specialist games. So, so we, we marked it by playing Gorka Morgan. Yes. <laughs> and saluting. So then they announced the box. And the box isn't quite what I was expecting. No. Was it missing, Aaron? Well, 3D. It's not 3D, is it? No. It's, it's got... <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the doors well. Fair enough. The doors? Yeah, the, yeah that's a point. There is when some... When Necromunder involved doors, you had hatchways that were open. Yeah. And ones drawn onto the cardboard that some people did actually cut out and model the hatches because you, otherwise you're going up a ladder through a closed hatch. Yeah, you could charge up a ladder, and because smash open the door open. at the same yeah. time. It's yeah, you just keep going with your head. The glyphs yeah. definitely easily do that with the shoulders. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, my no, brain hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, this 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 scenery in inverted commas. Yeah, so in the box. So it now looks a bit like a board game with models because yeah. it, it's it's been built to be a tunnel fighting game. Yeah. At least to start with. Yeah, and this is this is the thing because once White Dwarf came out and there's a whole load of articles and editorials about it and, and it became slightly different. But I was just looking at it going, where's my 3D shit, motherfucker? Mm. That was my favourite, not my favourite fact, but I really loved the scenery and I loved the... It's it's one of the few games I've played. I mean, all the, all the ones we play now have got rules for sort of 3D mm. stances and, you know, having high terrain and stuff. Yeah. But Still one of the few games I've ever played where that is the main important part of the game. They really encourage it. Yeah. And there's something really good about, like, bending down over the table to get a model's eye view of a shot through mm -hmm. a hole in a bulkhead, past yeah. some barrels, and going, as your model moves there, I can see their left butt cheek. On a six, I shoot him in the butt! And you get the six. And yeah, that's yeah, also watch. <laughs> Yes. That was disappointing. Very mm. disappointing. Now, Rob, you, you said that... There's something going on with that. So, care to expand? Yeah. Um, in an interview on Necromunda's Facebook page. Yes. Facebook.com slash Underhive, because mm. someone else has nabbed Necromunda in the last 14 <laughs> years. What a shock. Well, this is a thing. Just, just to go, like, Games Workshop are really <coughs> bad at branding, because I was trying to find them on Twitch today. I typed Games Workshop into Twitch to try and find them. Nothing. Nada. Because it's yeah. Warhammer TV. Yep. Yeah. But... So what are they? And some Games Workshop stores say Warhammer, some say Games Workshop, and some say Piero, the sad clown, because why the fuck not? Yeah. I don't get it. So anyway, yeah, it's Underhive, not Necromunda. Yeah, no. the um, so Andy Hoare, sorry, Andy Sex Worker. Yeah. Cut out whichever you prefer, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Stop cutting out sex workers. Terrible. Bad Jack. <laughs> the critical twits do not condone the mutilation of any man or woman, regardless of their sex worker status. <laughs> Unless they piss us off, in which case, dice away, motherfucker. So, um, Andy Hoare explains that they were looking for a way to get the game going where you didn't have to build an entire table's worth of scenery first. I really enjoyed yeah. building that scene. It's not like it took ages. There's no, no gluing it, involved. It was plugged yeah. together. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, frankly, now that now they do this plastic scenery, yeah. it's pretty high and it's a bit taller than the um, the city ruin stuff they've done for years now. Yeah. Um, like they're going to get, like they're going to splash out for cardboard scenery when they want you to buy the plastic. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, I mean, Andy puts it much more delicately by going, <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, making cardboard versions of the plastic would just look naff. Which, uh, yeah, I, that seems fair. But after 22 years, <coughs> I'm still pulling out the cardboard and plastic yeah, bulkheads yeah. because it's easy and relatively quick to put together yeah. and it flat packs. Yes. Which, quite frankly, as storage space gets smaller and smaller and I accrue more and more crack <laughs> of the plastic variety, yeah. it's... I, I, I need space. Yeah. It's... I'm, de- I'm desperately more. condensing my collections and condensing and recondensing, and I, it still takes up far too much space. Yeah. Well, not by my standards, but you know, I don't live alone, so I'm not. Going <laughs> I'm very surprised compromise. you managed to fit your uh, your companion into the flat. I'm surprised I fit into the flat. The amount of toys I've got. Yes. <laughs> Most of my toys seem to live at yours as well. So no, cheers, Rob. Well, but they, they were yours. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy so, copy of Spartacus. Why hmm. was he? Andy Hall discussing... Thank you, yes. It was the... What they've essentially done is to make 2D boards duplicating the Zone Mortalis, which is what they call it in the Necromander box, but which is also the name of Forge World's resin corridor terrain. Yes. For fighting inside facilities. Mm. I think they originally did it to go alongside the Horus Heresy stuff, yeah. but I'm not yeah. sure. It is glorious, but it's resin. Mm-hmm. And it's Forge World. And it's bloody expensive stuff. It's what, 400 quid? Roughly something like that. If you wanted to do a four-foot square table... Mm. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, you're looking at hundreds of outlays. So this has... And then you've got to paint it. Mm. This has foot-by-foot foot foot boards, is it? Nine of them? They might be foot square... I, it's, it's intended to be able to play most of the boxes scenarios in a sort of two-foot square yeah, area. Yeah, so much more condensed than mm. it used to be. Yeah. They're double-sided. They tend to have a kind of one very industrial bit and then a kind of ruined and broken bit. One side is safe, yeah. so it's just standard corridors. I mean, safe. You can get cut in half by a bulkhead door in this game. Yeah. The other side, yes, ruined holes in the floor, leaking toxic goo, which I believe has rules in there yeah. as well. So you have hazardous bits; you might slip and fall. And there's a there's a plastic tentacle coming out of a grate. Yeah, in the cool. in the collection. So there must be horrors and things that dwell beneath. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So these the tiles. I mean, they look okay. But they're tiles, mm. and to me, Necromunda it ain't. Yeah. No. Because when Necromunda released in 95, we were still on the second edition of 40k. It used exactly the same rules, and then added on the campaign system. Yeah. And the injury system, so your fighters didn't immediately die, because you only had ten of them on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Rolled badly, you might only have three for an entire fight. Yeah. Yeah. So they brought that in, but otherwise, it was... You could have played Necromunda just using 40k at that point. What 40k didn't do was the multi-level scenery. That's yeah. what made Necromunda different. It made it eye-catching. Yeah. And it's not there. No. And what really bugs me is the rules for it aren't there. Yeah. Mm. If I want the rules, if I want the campaign system, the thing that made Necromunda iconic... Yeah. 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 So it this would, is, this it would is, not have survived without. Yeah, you're, you're, you're accelerating swiftly into my next point. Because it makes me angry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I could... 
I could live with, with <coughs> it being a, a separate thing for the sake of these days going, okay, we're not going to give you some what are now probably quite old-fashioned card things to slot together. Go buy the really nice plastic scenery if you want to. Here's a game that's self-contained. Keeps the price down. Yeah. The box is £75. Mm. At GW's retail prices, yeah. obviously. Yeah. So if you buy it from a games workshop, it will cost you £75. Yeah. If you buy it from anywhere else, it'll probably cost you somewhere between 60 and 70 Yeah. Um, you're going to find 10 to... 10 to 10 20. 15, 20 yeah. if you're lucky. 20 if you're lucky, yeah, very lucky. Um, but, you know, I can I can do that. We've got all your bulkheads. It doesn't matter, it's fine. It's fine. Not Everything's all. fine. There are more bulkheads that will one day be mine, I'm convinced. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got any spare bulkheads, uh, please send them to Rob at the usual address. I will love you forever. <laughs> we will get sent actual bulkheads now. Oh, yeah, well. that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm quite happy for full-size steel bulkheads as well. Oh, yeah. you Build myself a house and then play Necromunda in it. <laughs> so, as you say that, I mean, that's one of the things that makes Necromunda iconic, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. It's not there. But it's not in the book. Yeah. Where is it, Rob? It's in a separate book. <laughs> a separate... These rules are essentially written. They've been written for 22 years. Okay, <laughs> they might have tweaked them. Yeah. But how much really needs to change? No. The injury system is probably the bit that's undergone the very smallest amount of change with the various fan slash community editions yeah. of Necromander yeah. that have been done over well, the past 14 you were talking, years. You talk about the, 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 um, the scenery. What? So there's an extra book. What's it called? Gang War. Gang War. So The original in magazine they did yeah, for it. In your box set, you're going to get your, your Escher Gang, your Goliath Gang, yep. your Tunnels, yep. some dice, a, a rule book of sorts. Some, some little tentacle monsters and some bulkheads and some, some doors barricades. and barricades. It's okay, it's a set, it's yeah. fine. What you don't get, then, is the campaign rules, mm -hmm. the injury rules, mm -hmm. and the rules for any of the other gangs. Mm -hmm. Or the Jews. Or the Jews. Or the specialists. The specialists which, which we think are the old heavies, yeah. the people that carried the heavy weapons. So the heavy weapon guys, have or girls, have turned into specialists and champions. Yeah. I mean, so, a tunnel fight, you don't need a heavy stubber with a... 40 inch range no. you certainly don't need a heavy plasma gun with a 72 inch range yeah god bless it, I loved firing that off <laughs> had an Escher heavy with sprint <coughs> so she'd fire off at maximum power it takes a turn to recharge so she'd sprint to a new direct to a new location <laughs> sniping off yeah my regular opponent had a missile launcher because it was the only other weapon with a 72 inch range <laughs> to try and compete with me we built boards big enough that 72 inches was sometimes yeah. out of range I mean those <laughs> Just to exercise these now, guns, we were mental. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there will probably not be any guns with those kind of range in the new game because they were just carted straight from second dead 40k. Yeah. They were like, this is a plasma cannon, it is exactly the same. Yeah. The heavy stubber, I don't think, was. I think that was slightly different. It, yeah. got, it got ported into third edition 40k. Yes. When yeah. they yeah, redid the, the Imperial Guard. Around, yeah. But a lot of those weapons were. Oh, yeah, they were straight. I mean, yeah. I, I bought. Second edition 40k at the end of its life because there was a war gear book in the main box that had all the other guns that yeah. Commander hadn't included. So I just went, well, no. just there we go. There's my now, new arsenal. Now, the thing that gets me is 
I'm not averse to buying new books for a game I'm playing and enjoying. That's yeah. absolutely fine. I will now take a quick turnaround. My voice might go a little funny uh, yeah. than usual. I have one, two, three, four. I have five different source books there for Necro... Uh, not for Necromander, shut up, Ron. I have five different source books there for Malifaux. Yeah. These are released at the rate of one a year. Mm. So I've got the rule book. I've then got uh, Crossroads, Shifting Loyalties, etc., etc., etc. But as the game expands naturally and organically, they built in a campaign system, Shifting Loyalties. That yeah. was the third, second third, or third release, third, third book, book. Yeah. for it. We talked about it extensively on the podcast. Ping, if we remember. If not, just type Shifting Loyalties, Critical Twits, Aaron's Beard into Google. It'll be fine. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't type don't, that. No. Um, <laughs> it's better than Yanlo's beard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I look across at the number of roleplay game supplements I have got to supplement my roleplay games. Oh, dear God. Right? I am not averse to buying extra shit for a game. Yeah. I just want to make that clear. What I object to, and I know Rob is in the same position, and yeah. I'm not buying an extra book that comes out the day that the game comes out. No. That shit should either be in the book, in the box, mm -hmm. when I pay my money... Or it should be something you add on later when the game is successful. Do not playtest and run something at the same time and then take it out in order to take an extra £20 of my money for a 64-page book. Yeah. It's it's that day one DLC bullshit that has been absolutely smearing the video game industry recently. Yes. And they've taken it on as a model. Because it's worked successfully for the video games. Yes. Because, damn you, internet. Yeah. We're, we're one step away from loot boxes. Random model with a random card in a box. I wouldn't put it yeah. past them, actually. Oh, don't. Please don't yeah. tell me that's what the heroes are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I want Madonna Yolanti and Bulgorg no, and... No, you spend £10 Carl and you, you get a voice over it's pronounced. Yeah. <coughs> now, now, this might sound... To some people, this will be sounding like a minor thing. Uh, they did this thing with Blood Bowl. So they released Blood Bowl at the same time as the campaign rules in a separate book. And that was one of the reasons I didn't bother buying Blood Bowl. Because mm -hmm. for me, if I'm going to buy something on day one, don't don't split it up. No. If they'd have had different gangs available, that's fine. Yeah. Because you can't put all the models in the box. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't enough. object to them including there's dice for different gangs in there. Mm -hmm. There's um, like scenery packs and base packs and all sorts of stuff that go with it to supplement it. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely fine. But not they're not integral parts of the game. Yeah. So the two things that we said well, about an hour ago now, hopefully <laughs> your mileage will vary because Aaron's good at editing, um, were that, that really made Necromander stand out were the campaign system and the 3D nature of the game, neither of which are in this new box, mm. at which point it becomes... What is this Necromunda, what I am buying, and why Why should I care? Yeah, it's not. It's the simple answer from my point of view. Okay. It's, it's Neomunda. Neomunda! Yeah. I think yeah. I've probably picked that up off the internet, but if not, it's just take the C and the R out. It actually, to me, from what I've read and watched quite extensive, <laughs> mm. to me it feels a lot more like Confrontation. From, okay. Again, from the 90s. Mm. In that these tunnels are the service ways between the domes that are built up one atop the other to make these hive cities. Yeah. yeah. These giant termite mounds of humanity that pierce the cloud layer and up to the stars. I love that image. Mm. It's an amazing yeah. image. A city ten miles high. Yeah. 
Where it's real far future shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I don't normally go in for that, but I'm like, that's so cool. This idea. They used to have the the map, didn't they, in the Necromunda yes, book, where yeah. you had which the spire, like which was drawing. above the clouds, and yeah. then it had all the bits going yeah. down. Yeah. Oh, it was just you'd look at that and you'd just be like, it's just so inspiring. It's so. Yeah. The city was stratified. The yeah. class was stratified. Yeah. It felt like Judge Dread and then some. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 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 It you, shat all over Judge Dredd. Yeah. Here you are with Block War. Yeah. yeah. Six way plus Outlanders Block War down at the bottom where no one actually gives a shit. Yeah. Yeah. But this is your best chance. It's grim to and dirt and dark. Dark. Yeah, and you're trying to get out. Darkly yeah. grim and dimly dark. You never yeah. see the sunlight. Yeah. Confrontation, in comparison, from what I read was much more about contract fighting and sabotage within the Hive City. It's a bit cyberpunk. Yeah, it felt much more cyberpunk. Mm. And this does to me as well. Um, obviously, we don't know the ins and outs of all the new rules, but ammo rolls. Yeah. For the first time ever in a Games Workshop game, your guns could run out of ammo and you were stuck. Yeah. So you've fired off all your bullets or your shotgun has jammed and now you've all you can do is run screaming into a knife fight? Probably into the face of a heavy stubber or a flamer. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> now, if you have to make an ammo roll, you roll, you might pass, you might fail. Yeah. D6 base, score depends on how reliable the weapon is. If you fail, you can do it again. And again and again and again if you want to. Are you sort of patting your pockets down looking for a, a yeah. bullet? Getting yeah. a clip with, with, I don't know, whether the, the pouch is stuck closed or you're fumbling with the buckle in a yeah. panic or something. Yeah. Who Done knows? a lot of that recently. But you've... Too much sharing. <laughs> but you've got the... The ammo is obviously there. Yeah. It's just how long it takes you to get it. Yeah. Which is a nice thing they can do now that they've brought in the action point system. The yeah. Games Workshop games... Have lacked. Yeah, I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll come to the, the rules themselves yeah. if we have time. But, it, but it, between that and the new equipment, they've given more backstory to both the Escher and the Goliath. Mm. They're now wearing armour, which was virtually unseen mm. in the original game. And yeah, I suppose the, the tunnels are fairly open, so having armour is kind of a necessity. But now the Goliaths are great hulking brutes with steel plate. Um, strapped to their chests. Yeah. yeah, they can't be bothered with their backs. <coughs> no, yeah, no, they're just more orky than ever before. But uh, even the Escher are wearing flak armor. Mm. Whereas yeah. I think you had a was it a two uh, twin thirty six a one in eighteen chance of being offered some armor at the end of a game. Yeah, in the campaign system. Yeah, yeah. But we don't get. <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, should get. It's just I can't. You've got six scenarios in that box game. Yeah. It looks to me like they follow one from another. Yeah. yeah. There are two gangs statted out with individual cards in that box. You get blank cards to make your own. Yeah. But those characters are statted. Mm -hmm. They are named. Mm. And they've got a bit of experience, a bit of extra equipment. Mm. And from what I can gather in the artwork shots they've shown us on Facebook, some backstory. Yeah. Some history. Well, that's quite cool. I a like of that. Posters. I, like, I like a bit of story. It's yeah. one of the reasons I like Malifaux is that m mostly it's characters with story. Yeah. It's named, but it's not generic Sergeant Number Three. It's yeah. it's this guy who did this thing, and here's a little bit bit about them. But 
Then we get to the bit that bugged me about Malifaux to start with. Yeah. You've got all these linked games, but there's no campaign system. Mm. Yeah. Why is there no campaign system when you've got all these characters? And I have been, the personalities have been pre-written for you so you can play through with them. <laughs> I guess because they don't want them to die. Yeah. And you did have a five in 36 chance of dying at the end of every game if you were taken out of action. Yeah. Just like in real life. Yes, absolutely. They were harsh in the games you played. So, at which point it's £92.50... Yeah. To get the game as we knew it. Yeah. But then again, it's not the game as we know it. No, because the description is you go from these tunnels between the domes. Yeah. To then going up into Hive City and fighting there. Yeah. So you're not in the Underhive anymore. No. You're not those those dregs, those lowest of the low fighting together, trying to advance your way out of the thing. Which kind of makes sense because... Why are you hanging around in your houses if you're just the lowest of the low? It, well, that always was a little bit weird. It's the conditioning. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I mean, yeah, they always tended to throw most of it out with some of the fiction that was written. Mm. Yeah. Um, Matthew Ferrer wrote my favourite Necromunda fictions. Yeah. They did back in the day when <coughs> Inferno was a thing and then they did the novels. And yeah, a lot of the characters didn't seem to be gang... It was all house-related, all the gangs were. But in the Necromunda... But the idea was that the houses were so intrinsic to a sense of identity yeah. that they lasted and lasted and lasted. Yeah. The Underhive had a bit of a Wild West feel in that all these houses that were kept separate were thrown together and mixed and matched. There were no walls, there were no borders, but you all kept to your own. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a different a bit. Thing. Yeah. The some of the, the scum models, those horrible ones. Mm often looked like a combination of two different houses. There was a guy with a mm. bandana on and a Vansar still suit, essentially. Yeah, yeah. There was one that with had a delac coat, but... But blonde hair but blonde, yeah. and a pair <coughs> yeah. of bolt pistols. Yeah. The goliathly muscled guy with hair beads that made him look like a rat skin. Yeah. These were half-casts. Yeah. And therefore were not allowed in any of the gangs. Their best hope was to hire out yeah. I hope someone will put up with them for a while. Yeah. That distinction, again, that was that made Necromunda different. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas now you've got a game that, that very much takes place within the industrial zones where you are hired by your... You work for your house and you are advancing their interests. So it's more like a corporate... Not espionage, but corporate, yeah. corporate warfare on a small scale. But you're going to sabotage the the other side's the other house's factory or yeah. destroy something or to steal something or to it, it, to damage them in some way. It it's just feels, less appealing? Yeah, it feels less subtle. Yeah. Whereas the you know, the old game with the way like you said before, Rob, you know, this it's that class structure and it's it's tradition and people feeling that they have to adhere to these That's very forty K. We've done this for ten thousand years. This is what we do, it's, it's tradition. You you, you it's just not in the makeup of these people to doubt yeah. it. Whereas this this new system just feel feels a little bit too sort of bland corporate. Well, the, these are the the thick yobbos will hire them on to do the dirty work kind of thing, and they're too shit and desperate to not say no. Whereas at least they felt like they had had the and this was the thing the the false image of having self efficacy 
in Necromunda, which is really interesting. You were playing characters who thought they were fighting to make them, their lives better, but really they were just reinforcing that that regime and keeping themselves in that old mm. system. Whereas this feels like you've got a class structure that's somebody constantly pushing somebody down. Yeah. It's, it's just boring. I like shit with class, but that deals with class. Yeah, I like shit that deals with <laughs> class, but the way Necromunda originally dealt with it was more interesting, more natural, yeah. and, and more like it really happens. It was sectarianism. But yeah, you can kind of see it. And that was something I liked. The gangs all started off. No matter what house you chose, for yeah. your first fight, you had the same stats as anyone else on yeah. their first fight. Mm. And then as you developed... I mean, you could... A very small possibility, but you might end up with a really shooty Goliath gang because that's where your stat boosts yeah. went. Yeah. Your skills weren't likely to support it, but yeah. skills weren't as prevalent as they might have been and as prevalent as they look maybe in the yeah. new one from what I've seen of the yeah, stat cards. Which is not necessarily yeah. a bad thing. No, the, mm. But what got it for me was the survival and you know, mm. your gang was everyone you had didn't yeah. it? and you tried to bring them all to a game if you could because you wanted the numbers. This yeah. new one, gangs are likely to be larger from what I've read and yeah. what they say in White Dwarf but you'll choose a subset of the crew oh. and yeah. go on a got, mission they're just lackeys models, are on yeah models are, well, feels, aren't involved yeah. they're, they're, it's more of a big gang and you've got you'll have a few special territories mm. then you're looking at your turf size that's one of your measures of success yeah is how big your turf is so you'll have other people going off and doing odd jobs in the original Necromander when you had your five territories and you would desperately didn't want to lose by three times as many models as your opponent lost mm. because then you were going to lose one of your territories. Yeah. A raid yeah. could destroy it. Did you risk your architect horde? Yeah. Oh, How many dice did you roll horde. on that and gamble against everyone finding out and robbing it out? Yeah. Going outlaw. My my poor hammer gang when we were reduced to oh, four yeah, models yeah. and I was very I had to consider do I go and raid the Gilda caravans? Automatic outlawing, but you but get... I'm da- I'm down to like two gangers. Well, I've got <laughs> yeah. three gangers, one of whom is always going to go out of action. Yeah, is it really that big a loss to only have a single territory? To, since I can't work that many, the desperation seems to have gone. Yeah, from I mean, we haven't seen the book. We don't know what it <coughs> what no. it does. But the impressions from you, Rob, you've read everything that they've published on it. Online and off, by the looks of it. Well, those Twitch videos I couldn't get to work today. Yeah, we, we, we watched the we watched uh, we watched the playthrough of the game. Yes, because I think both games that they showed. Um, yeah, and that's probably the next thing to come to. Then is is we've obviously made it. Um, in fact, it's probably not the next thing to come to because we've 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 talked a little bit about the release schedule. When are the new the other plastic? Because you can buy the the campaign book add on and use your old models. But as I said a while ago now, no, you can't because can the you? gangs aren't in there, as far as I understand. So it. the gangs aren't in the new book. Doesn't seem like it. Okay. There's no mention of it including them in those sixty four pages. So they just when they release the gangs, they'll release the rules for them. They'll come in cards in a thing, maybe with a Meh. sheet. They have stats on their rules, but they don't have. The stat, the stat cards have got their, their weapons and their weapon profiles mm. and their characteristic profiles. The names of their skills, I've not seen the rules for their skills written down right. on there. So I don't know. Are the more... Sk- there were only ever six skill tables in Necromunda. Yeah, yeah. Plus fan ones that were added on. Mm. If those six, or whatever they're using, are in the campaign book, mm. then that's fine. Mm. 
but a worry I've seen bandied around online mm. are we looking at another book every two gangs yeah to release their special skills their new tactics well those are on cards so they're going to be more cards that are getting released as well that you have to yeah. buy along with along probably looking at the way they're doing Shadespire in the same way that Fantasy Flight have done X-Wing mm. there are um, the new Shadespire gangs essentially what they are um, come with cards. Some of those cards are specific to that faction. You can only fill them for that faction. Mm. However, there are quite a lot of new cards that are usable by anyone. But the mm. only way to get them is to buy that box. Yeah. Whether you want those five Skaven or those six Skellingtons or not, you have to. You have. You're going to have to buy them and then try and flop yeah. the models and fill your while keeping the shit. cards for yourself. We're just having a, a little. A if little anyone more. wants to sell the Shade Spire skeleton models. Um, Give me a buzz, I'd be quite happy. The <laughs> models are gorgeous. I've got no interest in playing a game where I've got to buy in all the time to keep current. Yeah. That's why I don't net run with you guys so much. Yeah. I have my base yeah, set. That does me. Yeah, well, fine, yeah. I don't have a base set because it's going to yeah, cycle really out. Afford, but, yeah. I've got some random crap you can have. So oh, I don't play uh, enough to be worth it. Um, but again, the idea that I'm going to have to buy tactics card, I'm going to have to buy a box... If they start putting them in the box mm. with the models, oh no, that's just oh, even... At the I minute, they're will... £8 a card set mm. for the... Which is... Um, for the Escher and the Goliath ones. Yeah. Yeah. The um, Just 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 having a quick look through, they're, they're reckoning on the uh, Necromander page, uh, the at under, Underhive one, there are eight different skill sets, with each gang having a different set of primary and secondary skills. Okay. So it does seem That's to include them. Then. Yeah, yeah, that came very late yesterday. Um, so that doesn't inherently of... say, you know, that these skill tables fit with this gang. They could just put eight tables in there and tell you nothing about them until they bring the gang out, potentially. And it's select you could them. probably figure it out, but... I mean, they're <coughs> I hope they don't do that, because that'll break the game. There How are you supposed to choose a faction if that's what they're going to do? You can't really sort of get invested in a system where you go, cool, well, I don't really like the Eshers or the Goliaths, but I'll play it because what's out at the moment. Yeah. I mean, if, I you want, really if you want a rule book, you're going to need to buy that that box set. Yeah. It's 75 quid, even if you want to play Galak forever. Yeah. Because, you know, you're bored and got sunglasses. Yeah. There, there is no way of working the system so that you can go, this is what I want out of it. Yeah. And normally the way for you splitting these things up is so... You know, some of your audience is only going to want this, and some of your audience is probably only going to want that, and then there's going to be a few people that want both. Yeah. So you split it up so they can have the choice. You know what? But actually, if they did sell the rule book, the base rule book from the box game separately, mm. I'd buy that in Gang War without hesitation. Yeah. 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 yeah no, that'd be I, again. I think that'd be reasonable because you could see where they were going for with that. There wouldn't be such a hideous monetary cost involved with mm. just seeing what the system's like. Yeah. Well, I know my models are very different, but I've got Goliath models, I've got Escher models. I mean, the only thing I'm lacking are Redemptionists and Delac. Mm. I don't have enough Spiros for a full set. But I've got you virtually need four. Three. Mm? three. You need three. Oh, a full set of four. For Spiros, at least in the old system, you wanted five. So you'd have one one of each, up. and then a, a single doubled up made yeah. your points, unless you wanted to buy... Extra experience in or with them, but, bounty or kind of but the, the spirals yeah. weren't <coughs> what I was in it for. I was in it for the desperate gang fighters. Yeah. Not see, the I quite Lords like the I, I like the idea of them. I think it's quite cool to have them 
the lords and ladies come and just like murdering a bunch of peasants and then oh, yeah, the fact laughing that, and buggering off. Mm. The fact funny. they were horror stories and things to scare kids with but in actually, the rule book yeah. and then Outlanders came to expand it and they put them in and you could feel them and they were scary. Yeah, but also they then you find out games. what they really are. Mm. Well, there were rumours of what they were and, they, and the idea was that the downhivers knew what they yeah. were. But it's still... I mean, the, the, the little links and the knowing jokes, their suits were made by aliens. I mean, that's heresy right yeah. there. But the, the fact the spire houses could afford to bring that in and to risk it. Turns out it was Tau Tech. Yeah. Or Tau, as they are now, because yeah. they've got an extra glottal stop. Yeah. <laughs> and they've like Essex. No idea. <laughs> but the, when they actually produced the Tau in what, 2000? Well, in the mid 2000s, wasn't it? That the Tau was early 2000s. Early 2000s, yeah. my mistake. In the back, they had a glossary of Tau words and they linked those to the Spirus suits in Necromunda that wasn't around at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some good stuff there. Yeah. The, the, um, there was that connectivity. Mm. Yeah. So if these gangs are, are in, the, um, in the box set. Um, sorry, in the campaign book, then you can use your old models if you like. But as as we say, if yeah. you've not got them, I would imagine that the prices would go up from this point. Mm-hmm. I think or do you think the fact that new stuff is coming out, they're now no longer as... Because people could just wait for the new stuff and pay, pay retail. I'm quite impressed, I have to say, with GW. I expected the individual boxes of gang models to be upwards of 30, maybe even 35. Yeah, because we, you don't we sell that many earlier, yeah. units of them. And they're only so useful if you want to throw them into 40k. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah. they're pitching them as ways of converting or using them in 40k. Yeah, like for on, cultists on, on the and page. conscripts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're talking about making chaos cultists or astra militarum yeah. models. Like yeah. explicitly with a link to like go do this with them, which is that, fine. That's you know, what, it's cool. It's cool. That's what I'd use the Goliath models for. I mean, yeah. having them being, I mean, they're on thirty-two mil bases, whereas the Escher are still on twenty-five. Yeah. So there's a huge size difference, and the, I mean, they've made them as big as Space Marine models, from what I can tell. I mean, their stance yeah, is yeah. a lot wider, but the, the fluff now because they've expanded the fluff, the the fluff, the fluff. <laughs> it's been a while since I've expanded the fluff. <laughs> They flaffed the fluff and uh, <coughs> they've added detail to the backgrounds as well as changing the kit. There's more detail. I wonder if part of it with the gangs is that, or with the other gangs, is they haven't finished settling on it. Yeah. More likely, the models aren't quite ready. They're not finished rendering yet. But supposedly, the first of the extra gangs will be out in early 2018 yeah. is what's been said. So, so that's, for me, that's the first three months. Yeah. So even for me... At £25 at the moment for a box of 10, that's surprisingly good. I thought they mm. were going to charge more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That said, you've not got Jews and you've not got specialists. You've Which, got your gang leader, you've got your champions. But the rules for those are in the box set. No, in, uh, they're in the gang they're war in the book. gang war book. I keep doing this, yeah, and then yeah. you're going to need a second set of boxes, unless the Jews aren't actually much different. And you just say to... that this one's a Jew, or yeah, 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 whatever. However, and people used it. to paint the names onto the bases. Yeah, yeah, that was a classic. And that was something that you didn't see in other games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because you want to know who was who. Yeah, it was um, important. Yeah, so it just like I wouldn't want to, even if we bought it and got the campaign book. 
I wouldn't want to play a campaign where everyone's Goliaths or Escher because that yeah. would be quite dull. Yeah. You'd yeah. want, you'd want, yeah, you know, sometimes having the same gang as someone else is fine, but you want a bit of variety to what you're doing. Escher and Goliaths are a classic um, fight. There's a chalk and cheese, aren't they? It's big, yeah. big, big, strong and slow versus quick and agile. Quick, quick agile, but doesn't hit as hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know about that looking at some of the things with the Escher. But yeah. um, in terms of, sort of yeah. brute strength, and that they've been feuding for generations, probably thousands of years. Yeah, you've got them at so Escher and Goliath. Yeah, I mean the Orlocks so, were always really bland. Delac and Orlock, Orlocks were kind of your baseline, and I think they suffered for it. Yeah, um, they were just kind of guys with headbands. But yeah, and, and they're developing that now. Um, they're developing all of them, trying to give them reasons for. You know, why the Vansars wear the body suits when no one else bothers and yeah. things like that. Which is interesting. But equally I was quite happy not knowing it was their style of dress. They wore body suits because they could afford to. Yeah. Was the, they were was rich. the feel yeah. they were the richest house um house ordinary yeah. in the Hive City. Which is why so they, they could had afford the, to look after their people. Mm-hmm. Which is why they had loads of access to plasma weapons and energy yeah. weapons and the more expensive gear and things like that. Mm. So. And even the models came down to, yeah, it was easier to get a plasma um, heavy with Vansar and Escher. I don't think anyone else actually had a model. I don't think that. so, no. no. The Yulok's got the yeah. inner flamer. So, so for me, even if the rules are there, I was quite excited to have the plastic models to do the conversions to make the things and to, to do it. So I wouldn't want to just buy some of the old metal ones and play. I'd yeah. kind of like, if it's new, I want to do it new. Yeah, yeah. and there is and, um, there is difference. I mean, the, the old Goliaths aren't armoured, as I said before. The new no. ones are, and it's part of their rules. Yeah, and there's no rivet gun. Stats. You could get a heavy stubber and say that's his rivet gun for yeah. now, and that'd be fine and okay, but I wouldn't I want to spend time building it, painting it, yeah. making it look pretty, because I'd, I'd happily to change put, the proper one. Yeah. I'd happily put a rivet gun in and count it as a heavy stubber. Yeah. Because it's effectively a machine gun, maybe with a shorter range. Actually, you could use it as a flamer. I mean, people got really excited back when the Gene Steeler Cultists were released because they had a web gun mm. in the uh, box set as a special weapon option. Yeah. Then I looked through and discussed this it, on Yak Tribe when it all came up. There was no web gun. In second edition 40k, you had a pistol version or you had a heavy version, which was move or fire. Yeah. But there was never any sort of rifle sized one. Mm. Yeah. So then there was speculation and people were coming up with rules and the ideas. And obviously those models were lovely for converting. Yeah. So lots of Vansars made out of them and bits yeah. and pieces. But yeah, these new models, the, the, the rules kind of require the new models. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if I got the Escher, I'd cut all the feet off and remodel them, but that's me. <laughs> so. Very quickly, because we're going to run out of time, what do we think of the new rules from what we saw? So we watched the Twitch stream of mm. two games. I have to, to say, and this is this is a very... This is a risky manoeuvre to undertake on the internet because I wasn't really impressed with the marketing and the way the Twitch stream ran. No. We also watched the... Um, they've done a series of videos and the, the trailer video for Necromunda is hilarious and not de- not deliberately so it's got Cockney kind of I can't even do it no because because you're not somebody who's well educated and posh trying to do a poor person's accent in it yeah. I found that really offensive we're, we're going to stab him up aren't we governor speaking uh, as someone with good elocution or I like to think yeah. so <laughs> I'm not posh 
<laughs> you don't have to be posh to be able to speak proper. Rob, what was your what was the title that your great your great cousin had? Is it your great cousin? No. Is it your grandparents? You've got someone who's like landed gentry in your family. <laughs> just this might not survive. Supposedly back in the eleventh century. Oh, okay, I thought, but <laughs> isn't there a stately home somewhere? It was the top end of the northern line in London, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> that got sold for flats. Okay, but I, I, I still sometimes feel like you're posher than I. <laughs> yeah, but well, I, we went to the same school. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get to play on the tennis court. I went a lot less than you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, you were smaller. You needed less education. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> My brain filled up a lot quicker. Mostly with Final Fantasy and Games Workshop stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, got, it's got space for these days. Uh, um, but yeah, they they hop. They hired they, 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 they hired some Rada graduate to pretend to be from if they from Brixton. Hired, if they even hired somebody you'd just get somebody in the office who because you be can, you that, can hear it. her accent break and her proper elocution coming through. And and it's, it's, it's so cringy. Yeah. It's awful. You've got those flavorful bits. Yeah, where it's, it's all the talking rough and whatnot in it. And then you've got the rules explanations where the T comes back into every word. Yeah, yeah. Priority. Yeah. Not it's, priority. Yeah. Pro, yeah, because that's really hard to say. Priority. Priority, yeah. Because it's not really the kind of word you'd say. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's important. It is, a, it is an important rules term from yes. what we can gather within who yeah. has priority, who has initiative. Yeah. In the but turn. If you win the dice roll, you've got priority. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't work. It uh, sounds really bad. Now, it didn't quite flow. Yeah. And I was expecting... It's the first time I've really watched Warhammer TV on Twitch. Mm. Now, I think it was telling that Warhammer TV today that was all about Necromunda. It's building up to the pre-release on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it started at four o'clock and ended at about half seven. Mm. Yeah. It's not aimed at us, is it? Come on, guys. We're we're in our 30s. We're, we're old school... This is saying to me that so, it's aimed at the kids that have just come home from school yeah, yeah. at half past three. Yeah. They go on Twitch, they watch Warhammer TV. That's what it's about. I, They've also seen more YouTube videos than I have, and I'd like oh, to think yeah. they'd have higher standards. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. 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 I think they, most kids would turn that off. The echo behind off. it. Yeah. yeah. So the Twitch the Twitch stream, again, it's the first time. I didn't even know there was such a thing as Warhammer TV. I mean, I said earlier, I had to search for it mm. under Games Workshop and not find it. Um I think it's really good that Games Workshop are actually embracing yes. these things because yeah. I come from the era of working for Games Workshop when they refused to advertise anything. When and they was, dropped the Specialist Games yeah, website it was entirely. All, it was all just word of mouth mm. and hoping that someone walked into your store. Yeah. I think it's good that they're engaging. I think it's good that they're doing it. And I'd like to see the other companies that I actually do buy stuff from. Mm doing a bit more of that yeah. so you know if you work for weird if you'd like to hire some British people to uh, <laughs> add a bit of class to uh, your online presence uh, hit us up uh, <laughs> we can also do voice acting and <laughs> 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 um, so I was about to say we can pronounce our T's but that yeah. clearly isn't true <laughs> I can pronounce them if I desire priority Priority. Priority. A delicious cup of priority. (laughs) Um, We go back to normality. They're they're filming it in the Great Hall at Warhammer World and you can hear kids having an argument in the background. Every time someone (laughs) moves a chair, it echoes. 
and so does the voiceover and the voiceover yeah they seem I'm not to... sure if it isn't actually the echo from the voiceover from across the hall or something <laughs> yeah. because they had a backdrop <laughs> the game could have just been on the other side and yeah. it was just the sound coming round I mean, but it yeah it didn't d- feel professional and they are still they can afford it the sleeping dragon yeah mm. I mean like this is a bit rough and ready we're yeah. kind of like a punk DIY yeah, yeah. underground and we don't yeah. make any money from this, so suck it up and deal yeah. with the quality. We're the we're the we're the first Nirvana album of gaming podcasts. Yeah, we are. They should be like <laughs> they should be. <laughs> smells like Teen Spirit. <laughs> Wrong album. I don't. Don't do make music. me bleach your mouth. <laughs> yes, Nirvana puns. I do plan on ra- ruining our first ever live show if we ever do one. Yeah. Yeah. How's that? Then? Well done. You've well, succeeded. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rowening our first live show. Rowening. <laughs> yeah, mispronouncing everything like okay. I normally do. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah, there's no retakes. I'm going to really struggle because quite often I'll say a sentence that makes no sense and then go, I'll oh, just do that one again. <laughs> um, can't do that, Lloyd. You stuff marshmallows in my mouth. Oh, God. It's <laughs> like a sex thing. <laughs> why, why would I do that? I'm more worried about Colin. No, oh, no, Colin's not allowed yeah, to play. Yeah, no, he We'll stuff marshmallows in him. <laughs> yeah. Colin's going to come back for Twits After Dark when we launch the Patreon. It's all sorted. <laughs> um, yeah. But it just, it felt really rough and ready. Mm. Um, and for something like, that's supposed to be promoting a big new release. How much money have Games Workshop got? I dread to think. Enough to keep stores open when every other company is closing stores yeah. around the country. Yeah. Uh, they've got plenty. I mean, they've, they've cut it down massively, but they have. You, yeah. you said... Um, you watched a video mm-hmm. from Beasts of War yeah. playing it. They walked up to a demo table yep. and had a go. Yeah. And yeah. they had their tripod stand. I mean, uh, yeah, they are professionals and they do wonderful videos. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is not to dismiss them as... We dream to aspire to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And dismiss their quality as like yeah. DIY now, and still better. No, might, they are good quality. It might be because that, that normally that Thursday night, from what I can gather, is, is games night. Yeah. So maybe it's just... Filming something that's happening at Games Night and it's got that Games Night atmosphere. But the atmosphere was terrible because it was just kind of echoey and a bit crap. It just just made it sound dull. Nobody sounded like they were having fun. Yeah, the the people... Well, no, at times they did seem to be enjoying it, but they were being buzzed almost by those echoes coming through. It sounded like a half-empty... Yeah. I've never heard Warhammer World sound that quiet. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it, 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 I have. Yeah. But, um, but I used to spend loads of time there when I was a manager, didn't you know? Mm. See, I, I just went for gaming and then bumped into people I hadn't seen for years. Yeah, it's quite weird. <laughs> what are you doing playing Inquisitor? Have you not got that I'm way behind the times? Come <laughs> on. <laughs> I live in change. <laughs> With my old things, don't like change. Um, Give me back my N64. Oh, that, that, little, that little joystick, that never survived. All four of my controllers yeah. are fine. Maybe I won't let you play. You're only supposed to use no your Mario Kart your for you. Hand. Uh, you. You know, I've been getting a bit rough recently. <laughs> that could have been meteor. <laughs> 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 that spasmed it. You're going to enjoy listening to that. Yeah. <laughs> over and over and over again. So, yeah. So, as I said, you know, when in when in glass houses don't cast stones, and I'm sure people can can tell us everything that's wrong with everything we've just done. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we um, are cheap. Yeah, well, we're <laughs> doing this, we're doing this. What is our budget? We don't have a budget. We spend our own money on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I bought we, a white dwarf for the first time in 
almost a decade. Yeah, and we didn't reimburse you for it. <laughs> Absolutely, because <laughs> we have no money. <laughs> um, I might yet have to buy a Twitch subscription to listen back to the designer interview that we missed at four o'clock. You should because I have a job. <laughs> you should just be able to listen to that. It should it should stay archived on Twitch for a while because our critical twits Twitch. Okay, um, Warhammer TV's page says you have to subscribe in order to listen to the back catalogue. Yeah, really? Yeah. Well, they can suck a dick then, can't they? Maybe there's a free trial. In which on. case, if they've got fucking funding coming into mm-hmm. it, then they should spend some of that money. Mm. Because that, that that did feel... It didn't feel up to the quality of l- most of the YouTube channels that, that I watch. Well, they're, they're, they're using that money that's coming in to hire more people yeah. onto the community that's, team, as we saw last it, had their first week. And live is rough and ready. Yeah, yeah. Live yeah. is different. Them but, I mean, to have shots of the, the accidentally of the whole hall as all yeah. the cameras knocks off. I mean, I, that's we, fine. That happens. Yeah, I watch a lot of. We'll net- do that over and over <laughs> and over. <laughs> I watch a lot of netrunner videos, and there's a lot of live streamed netrunner videos from mm. tournaments, and you get people like the guys from Teamwork Cast. Yeah. Um, who are literally sat in the corridor outside the gaming room watching it and commentating live on what's going on yeah. and their knowledge and their passion and their enthusiasm and their ability to entertain the audience even when not a lot is going on yeah. is there this didn't have any of that and it just felt very stilted and awkward and uninformed they had to check the rule book on Quite at least lot. two occasions when I was paying attention yeah and they're playing the second scenario and the third scenario in the book they're not playing because you'd expect them to stage up in complexity yeah and I'm not talking necessarily. I'm not talking about the players. I can understand the players checking the scenario for the particulars, like bits and pieces. The two people doing the commentating were checking the normal rule book for like, oh, something exciting to happen there, but it's for this, and I can't remember why that is. Do you want to just check the rules for me quickly? Yeah. Then silence. As you can hear a book flicking through. Yeah. Oh, it's because of this. It's really, really epic. It's like it's not anymore because you've just lost it all because you don't know the rules well enough to be able to explain them quickly and interestingly. Yeah. It lacked the story for me. Yeah. yeah, there was one bit in one of the videos. A character passed out right next to a chasm. Yeah, they're not playing campaign rules because you go that per. That, what they said was this person's been bleeding out. Now they have bled out. They took the model off. Yeah, it could have fallen down the pit. Come on, just, there was yeah. an elevator shaft there. Yeah, it was just begging for someone to crawl unrealizingly. Yeah, in pain, agony, and reach out yeah. for the bridge, miss it, plummet. Ah! Oh, oh, we, that, might be a, that might be a difference in a, in approach because we we are I would yeah, say our gaming group gamers, is primarily yeah. we're role playing game gamers and therefore when we've got things like the campaigns we love the story yeah maybe the people watching are there for the rules true and that's that's fine but when you're trying to engage people and get them interested in a game system the especially most when you want ex- them to pay another seventeen pounds fifty for your campaign system yep. Yeah, jazz it up a bit the, the and most, bring the story into it. Yeah, yeah the Make most exciting story. Yeah, exactly. The most excited yeah. I've ever seen people in a games workshop store was when I was about twelve, and one of the guys ever was introducing me to Warhammer, and he was properly giving details and flavour to absolutely everything that yeah. happened, um, and it got people from outside the store coming in because they saw a group of gaggle of kids like laughing, pointing at things about yeah, yeah. some models. Someone on the with their arms waving around. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It, just, it got so, people excited, and they could have done that so easily as what we used to call the intro game experience, mm-hmm. where it didn't really matter what dice you rolled and stuff. Yeah. Now, for a game like that, they're going to want to have the correct rules. Yes, but yeah, describing things, remembering so, the names of the characters, because as Rob said oh. earlier, all the characters are named. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the Goliath leader? Skullshank? Skullshank, yes. yeah. 
they didn't remember that. No. So there was no kind of like, it was just the leader does this and that's quite yeah. bland. Whereas, you know, Skullshank, right, oh, Skullshank's running forward. What's he going to do next? Oh, he's swung it. He's, and you can yeah, kind yeah. of make a thing well, of that. As, as Rob said, it's like, oh, he's bled out, moved on the table. We're just saying, oh, he's bled out and, and tried to get himself up. He slipped and fell down the chasm and he's taken off the, ta- the table. Would have just made that that little bit more interesting, while yeah. still giving the rules of how things are happening and what's going on with it. Yeah, yeah. With a scream, so that <coughs> Tamala has just plummeted to her doom, <laughs> somewhere in the end, underhive, spiders will be feasting on her old dead corpse. Yeah. <coughs> Fuck it, hell. If you're listening, Games Workshop, give us all a job. It'd be good. <laughs> um, we can come and be really critical about everything you do, but also Twitch. <laughs> so, I think that. Did we actually talk about the system? Well, we don't know. We don't know too much about too much it. about it. We know they're doing alternative activations, which is amazing. Yes, because it's so much better because you don't have to sit there and play with yourself while your opponent moves all their models and shoots at you and you die. Yeah. What I didn't see during those videos, I mean, admittedly, we were chatting away at the same time, was group activation. Yeah. And one of the things it mentions in the. Just you know, just hints at in the White Dwarf stuff was that leaders and champions can activate other models around them and take them all in in one group. Yeah, that's interesting. So you get maybe a trio moving forward, all firing at the same yeah. other group. Follow me, lads, kind of. Something yeah. different, yeah, something yeah. I've not seen in any other action pointing no, system. Yeah. The something closest that ha- hadn't occurred to me when I looked at trying to do an action point system for Necromunda. Yeah. For old Necromunda as a personal hobby to try and bring it in, try and refresh it, get you guys into it. Thank you, Games Workshop, for at least trying to do it for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for me. The in- closest is things like Accomplice in Malifaux, where a model moves and then another one activates. Yeah, chain afterwards. activations. Chain activations, yeah. Yeah. Because um, this turns into that mini That's yeah. still one after another, whereas this is sort of all moving. Yeah, because yeah, you could go shooting. because yeah, in theory with a with a group activation, you could go. You've just got a fire team there. You've yeah. moved forward. And well, yeah. well, you can you can go. Everyone do this, and two guys could run off and beat someone up while the other guy does covering fire the other direction. Yeah. Whereas in a game like Malifaux, your chain reactions are normally limited to about six inches. At the end of your move, you need to be near someone else mm. to kind of pass the baton on. So. Whereas you could have your group of three run in three different directions, but do three really cool things. Yeah. So, but you can't then react theory, to the other team as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they're going to get loads of activations at the yeah. end. And again, go, just talk about Malafay because it uses a similar system. Mm. Being out activated, where yeah. you then save all your best models, and your opponent doesn't get a chance to react. Yeah. And you can end up using that really good model twice before they get back to their good model. Which is yeah. That sounds yeah. like it could be really interesting, but we didn't see it, so we're not 100 sure how it works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's enough that I say if the rule book was selling separately, I mean, yeah, I bought scrappers from Osprey Publishing mm. for twenty quid because I like the artwork. Yeah, I had no mm. idea what the rule system was like. Is it I good? Just, we've we've played a brief bit of it. It was very slow because yeah. we're trying to work it all from a single book. Yeah, and it's it, bu- it, building a gang is. There's so many more permutations. Yeah. yeah, it made it quite clunky compared to yeah. creating an extra. I think maybe game. it could be but quite. I spent twenty quid on that just for pictures. I would <laughs> happily spend twenty twenty five on the Necromunder rules, to, the new ones, to see what they're like. Yeah, yeah. but are you going to spend seventy five quid plus seventeen pound fifty for the whole Necromunder experience? No, no. I'm sorry. I want to be <laughs> excited, but. 
Well, we weren't really excited. Yeah. You, were, you were sending me stuff like on a weekly basis on yeah. Facebook. We were chatting about it. Yeah. I was excited. I wanted to pop into Games Workshop mm-hmm. and see the stuff the moment like it was out and was there to mm. see. Because sometimes they get these things in a bit earlier or they've got a little bit more information. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you popped in to get the White Dwarf to have a look at stuff. I popped in twice because I was a day early before. <laughs> did, they, did they not have one? They, they don't re- now release until the first Friday of the month. Okay. Whereas back in the... When we were when I was getting them regularly, it was a month a week before the month started. Yeah. So to buy November, you went in on the 24th of October, 25th of October. Yeah, that's fairly standard you to it buy. Up. Mm. Now, ahead. no, yeah. it wasn't out until what was it? Friday the yeah third. Yeah, yeah. It? So uh, yeah, that well, that was a shock to the system. But I mm. made time to go in. Mm. Call, yeah, Colin Which... buying um, <laughs> static grass. <laughs> yeah, well, um, all his other grass ran away, so he needed some static. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. yeah, so so you Aaron, because you you again you you were you were interested. Were you were you tempted to start with? Yeah, definitely. It's very much in our wheelhouse. It's very much what we do. (laughs) Yeah. And it's got that nostalgia, hasn't it? Yeah, it's got the nostalgia. It's got a campaign system that I like, or at least like. So I know it was going to change, but, you know, I was excited for it. But the basic idea of a gang of people that that adapt and change and there's a story that you tell with your mates. Yeah, it's it's cool. You have that juve that always gets lost and gets captured. Or you've got the ganger that will not die, even though it's got move two, uh, (laughs) ballistic skill two, weapon skill two. But also some horrible thing where if you fluke it and roll all sixes, it rips someone's head off and shits down their windpipe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've got these kind of yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, um, the mutant I throw threw into my last Goliath gang. Yeah, where he had uh, killer reputations that caused fear on the charge. Managed to charge sideways into a shootout and chased off half the other gang <laughs> because I kept making follow-up attacks, taking people out, and they'd run away because they were all lined up to shoot my three guys in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. Joe's super juve of death <laughs> yeah. oh, killed my heavy with autocannon took half the points off my gang in one swoop really yeah how did he do that did my he just uh, did you just play some Justin Bieber at him <laughs> <laughs> made him turn the autocannon on himself <laughs> my autocannon had jammed uh, run out of ammo so I'm I moved, not a big fan of jam so I moved him before. forward <laughs> to use the backup last gun I've given him yeah then promptly did yes, you make sure to model a strap on <laughs> Goliath don't use strap on <laughs> <laughs> so this Delac Juve comes sneaking around the side mm. yeah fires a stub gun through the window mm. where I've just fired my heavy with ballistic skill 4 and missed yeah. the Juve is still ballistic skill 2 all the advances I mean yeah, he was a gang champion at this point but he was originally a Juve yeah and was yeah. still ballistic skill 2 <laughs> managed to hit on a six. Oh, no, he's needed a seven. So oh, he rolled a six, six, then a four or more. Yeah. And he got I it. I remember sevens to hit. And eights. <laughs> yeah. And we nines. did yeah. straight away. Took me out. I mean, he needed fives to wound as well. It was getting less and less likely. And then I rolled double one. Oh, brutal. I had a medic. So I re-rolled. <sighs> I got 15. Ooh. <laughs> one more would have been multiple injuries. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he was double dead. Double dead. And at that Double point, dead, Danny Dyer. <laughs> and at that Bubbly. point, the fearsome hammer gang was a lot less fearsome. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I lost another model that game. I can't remember his name now. More of the gently tapping gang. <laughs> Literally ended up with four models. 
and the gang leader was captured the next game. Yeah. I was down to three models. <sighs> Two of them had leadership nine, though, because <laughs> they were all ridiculously XP'd. Yeah. yeah. And see, yeah. that's the sort of thing I was excited mm. for, and I was looking forward to. I don't want to spend £90 to get that. No. I don't want to join up together and spend £90 to get that. I, I, I mean, could fuck off. I've I not can't afford to even ask for it for Christmas. It can't go on my wish list. Not no. at that cost. No. I, I wouldn't. You'd feel bad for someone spending that yeah, much money. I don't money. want yeah. my family spending that much money. They should be spending it on things that aren't plastic crack. I, I wouldn't feel like food. comfortable. <laughs> I know I don't. But yeah. I wouldn't feel comfortable somebody spending that much on me or spending that much on myself and not knowing whether the system's actually any good or not. Yeah. So and I've not seen anything that's made me go, oh, it will actually be okay. Yeah, it's if, been very kind of... Yeah. If we'd watched that and there was really cool stuff happening and yeah. there was loads of enthusiasm, I'm a sucker for like psychic contamination. If other people get really excited about stuff, I kind of get pulled along with it. I um, think that's why you got excited about Necromunda. It's just me constantly hammering you with, oh, this is coming. Ooh, it it ooh, definitely ooh. helped because I... I, I, I I saw some bits. I go, that looks really cool. I'm interested. And then you said, and I go, ah, and then we talk. Yeah, I'm very much like that. It's like, um, like, like Netrunner. Mm. We've got into as a group. Yeah. There's a group of us that play. If that group wasn't happening, I, I'm not the kind of person to go and play games with strangers. No, no. So I probably would have stopped. But because our group's still playing, might keep my enthusiasm topped yeah. up. And your enthusiasm got me to buy the base game to give yeah. it a go. Mm. Yeah. And, and yeah, okay, it's not so much for me, but yeah. 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 So if this there's bo- money that has been made. Yeah, just on excitement. Alone. If this box set and add-on thing was still shit hot, even though we're we're a bit anti the the model, you know, the the marketing model or the selling model, you're looking at that three hundred quid there sat around the table, three hundred quid's worth of interest plus, plus you then buy extras, don't you? Oh, I'd end up with all the gangs. Yeah. I might yet yeah, end up with most of the gangs, but like yeah. I said, the Escher need their feet remodelling. They're too big for my tastes. The, <laughs> the Goliaths would get turned into Space Marine Scouts or something. They're just so huge. It just yeah. makes... They look a bit weird, don't they? They're too big. Even for gene, you know, gene-enhanced with vat-grown muscles surgically attached, it's mm. just... It goes beyond, for mm. me... I like Necromunda being so human centric. You didn't get Space Marines turning up. Yeah. The Arbiters were maybe available for a while. Um, in fact, they made an Enforcers gang that was copied off the Arbitrators, but you know. Yeah. It's still centered on the humans. Yeah. Yeah. You get a few mutants. But even the Scavies could only manage like half a dozen max. Yeah, but they're also, they were, they're, they're human stock and human. Yeah. Yes. Just, was, just degenerate, like lowest of the yeah. low. Yeah, the closest you got to inhuman was a scavy dog. Or yeah. arguably the spirers. Yeah. Stuck up toffs <laughs> with laser rifles and force fields. Yeah. So I, I was really excited and now I'm not. Mm. And this seems to be a common theme with Games Workshop in that whenever we kind of touching it, I mean, we looked at Shadespire. We di- I didn't even have enough feelings about Shadespire to consider an episode. No. Um... I was interested in that box set that you mentioned with the plastic scenery and I've forgotten what it's called. Shadow War Armageddon. Yeah, so I was interested in Shadow War Armageddon. Which they didn't Went to support. buy it, didn't support it, couldn't find one, it went away. Yeah. So that's yeah. fine. Cool. Well, you know, the 8th edition was coming. The PDF's available and you've got all the stuff. And it kind of felt like an experiment because they were bringing in elements that felt almost like 2nd edition 40k. Mm. Yeah. Then 8th edition landed and you've got armour um, penalty modifiers and all these other bits coming in that we remember from second edition yeah. 40k 
which made Necromunder quite easy to port to the yeah. new one, which makes sense, and they have. They've ported it, the rule set, to the new yeah. 40k. But then they've actually added on three stats that we haven't seen since Rogue Trader. Sorry, two stats. Um, intelligence and cool. Okay, Leadership's yeah. then sort of boxed out. With you know, with leadership, those I heard the three together taking cool test. I assumed a cool test was a type of leadership test. No, it's cool a is a separate stat, stat now. Okay, yeah. that's quite good. And well, intel- right. intelligence stats yeah. to interact with the um, door controls that they've put into the tunnel system. I don't think they'd have bothered if they'd gone straight to the 3D stuff. Stuff, yeah. But, yeah no, I say stats from Rogue Trader. They've gone back, looked through the history of 40k, yeah. and yeah. cherry picked from bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, in the interview. Andy Hall mentions that there's quite a lot of house rules from his game. He's gamed, he's played Necromunda almost since release every week. Yeah. From what he says. I mean, that yeah, is serious dedication. Does, I mean, does love the system. I was, yeah, I was really excited when he got the Specialist Games head because I remember him being credited in the very first Necromunda campaign. Mm. His name's in the back of the Gorka Morka books for being in the campaign. Yeah. And yeah, there is that dedication. Someone that loves the games, yeah, that much to have stayed, yeah, and to have taken them on. And he said he wanted to make Necromunda. This is the Necromunda that he wanted Necromunda to be when he was playing it, mm, yeah. and as he's played and it's developed. And yeah, you can you can see that common suggestions I've seen for new house rules are there in the game. Yeah, making auto guns rapid fire. Well. It, it feels almost yeah. slightly overpowered to changing, me now. Changing the, the ammo mechanics. It used to be yeah. if you rolled a six and it's kind of like, well, you've hit, but then you've run... I yeah. don't know. You, you only, you only ever run out of bullets when you've shot someone in the face. It seemed a bit weird. Unless you were a scavy. Yeah. Scavvy's had to... Well, yeah, ones yeah. and sixes because their guns were in such a dire state. Yeah. yeah. So things like that seem, seem okay. I'm again, a, enough interest that I want to see the rule set. I can't spend 75 quid or 60 yeah. odd quid if I can get it discounted. Well, we can go For into we can go in and look at an open copy if such a thing exists yeah. or whatnot. And, and if they're going to support it, it that much, yeah. I mean, I, the stores don't have that many tables. Is there going to be a demo table? That's that's a slight concern in in the sense they that should. But then, is it going to take? Did away they from demo? Sales? Did they demo table blood bowl? I don't know. I didn't go in. Yeah, I, I it was blood bowl. Did. I wasn't. I was, I'm trying to remember blood bowl was even in the store when I went in. No, I haven't seen it in the. When we went to do the previous episode, it was before it came out. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, okay. only just, but it was. Um, I didn't, well, I didn't see any advertising. I went in on in I went in on Sunday to buy some paint, and it didn't jump out yeah. at me. I've been in a couple but, of stores elsewhere in the country, and I haven't seen it. Yeah, you know, we've been in since in the last yeah. few months and not seen it at all. Yeah, the, the place I've seen it most prominently is in our friendly local gaming store. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm at the point now where this time last year. My personal circumstances were very different and I could afford to throw away that much money on, on a punt. Yeah. And I have enough interest there to give it a go because mm. I know that if I bought it, I could you, you guys, a couple other people in our group, would have a go with me. Yeah. Um, if it was rubbish and terrible, I like the models. I really like the models. I know you're not a fan of the Escher's feet. Um, I'm not such a fan of the models. Ah, oh, see, I quite like I'm, them. Well, yeah, I think they're quite good. Again, um, I've I've got really picky since trying to sculpt my own. Yeah. Which I started yeah. because there weren't enough Necromunda models and I couldn't afford the lead prices on eBay. Yeah, yeah. Um so but but now I'm I'm having to watch my money <laughs> a lot mm. a lot more than I than I used to. 
Um, you know, these things sort of come and go and ebb and flow. And I'm like, I don't, I, I could afford it. Yeah. You know, I don't, don't think I'm pleading poverty um, to get out of making a decision. I could afford it, but, but I don't want it. Yeah. I don't really want it. And when I saw it was coming out, and when I saw the, the bits and pieces and the models, I wanted it. I wanted yes. it really bad, Aaron. Yep. I wanted him to give it to me, and I wanted him to give it to me good. <laughs> and now, I, I, don't, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind it's, of, it's all gone a bit floppy. It has, yeah. I, I'm, I'm flattered as fuck at this point. <laughs> not as fuck. Flattered and fucked? I don't know. Let, let's not leave it I don't want to know what you get up to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm... <laughs> I'm sure other people's mileage will vary. So if you have any insight that we've we've missed, that come across anything that might change our minds, please let us know. Oh, absolutely. Um, try and convince me. I want to be excited about the new yeah, Necromander. Mm. Yeah, I definitely. want to be persuaded. But you just can't. But they still haven't succeeded. <laughs> yeah. I don't get that. I'm, I'm, I'm so easily led, normally. I, I feel, I, why do you think I'm here? I feel like an open goal. Rob, come over and talk Necromander. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like an open goal that's just watching balls fly past it. Yeah, yeah. Sounds weird as well, doesn't it? Um, but it's just, I don't know, it's just not there. Um, so, yeah, if there's anything that you've noticed, if you've got any thoughts or feelings to add, please comment. Um, wherever you find this or you can even email us at criticaltwits at gmail.com um, so yeah that that's it we're going to leave you on an ambivalent note <laughs> yeah which is um, kind of how we felt at the end of watching all the marketing material yeah so, yeah. so uh, it's just not my number one priority this is going to be a running thing for weeks it is it is so thank you very much for listening if you have enjoyed what we do please feel free to like share and subscribe we really really appreciate it it helps us grow the channel uh, and make us feel like we're not wasting our life shouting into the void yeah Um, if you want to contact us Again, you can find us at criticaltwits at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page where you can message us and we have a Twitters. I hear that's what the kids call it these days. We do not gram the Insta and we do not chat the snaps. No, no. no, You had to puzzle that one out, didn't you? Well, I was thinking like, well, that could be quite interesting. Oh, no, it'd be illicit dick pics constantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're not going to do any of that. I love you guys, but no. Yeah, but... (laughs) Your wife would not approve. (laughs) Uh, Twitter, Twitter, Facebook... And the other one that I said, <laughs> uh, the tw- critical tips at gmail.com. And hopefully we will catch you again soon. I've been Brian. I've been Aaron. I've been a very quiet Rob. Very wish. <laughs> You've done more talking than than Aaron today. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us, Rob. We really, really appreciate You're it. See you in another 30 episodes time. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll find something else to talk to you about before then yes um, when Gorka Morka releases yes no. um, if you want <laughs> more Rob maybe. please comment below just saying more Rob <laughs> um, potentially all in capitals with an M-O-A-R 14 <laughs> exclamation marks if we get seven of those we'll invite him in again next week <laughs> thank you very much see you later bye We're going to be talking about Necromunda. Now, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it makes me feel like, let's be honest. <laughs> so that's going at the end then, that bit. Can't <coughs> burp in someone's ear 70 seconds into the podcast. <laughs> we did it the first week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>